0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello everyone, this is Paul Brandon, PGA Professional with Believe and Tennessee Golf here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals, do you believe? Our show is a breakdown of all things golf in the Volunteer State. We will cover men's and women's golf tournaments, professional and amateur events, and dive into junior golf as well. We will talk to the players, the instructors, and the organizers. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. You can also find us on your favorite directories, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminaire, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com or at Believe Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at pbrandon21 or on Twitter at QIC underscore golf pro so here we are we finished up the PJ championship colin played phenomenal got it done over the you know just shot the scores he had to shoot over the weekend the eagle on 16 the par four is probably going to be one of his best shots of his career it'll be a long career but it's going to be the one that kind of sparked everything but let's go ahead and get into tennessee now last week Contested at Hillwood Country Club was the Tennessee Men's State Amateur. Uh, The event was going on last week. I was unable to cover all of it because I didn't have the results. But now we have those in. The State Am is a qualifying event. So exempt players from last year, uh, top 20 from the State Open, top 20 from the State Am, uh, and top 20 from the Mid-Am are exempt. And then players that are on the cup teams and things like that. Then it goes to qualifying. For the qualifying, every section or every region—mid, mid ten, west ten, east ten—I uh, will get so many qualifying spots, um, and so it's a percentage of the field who signs up and it takes it. And the goal is to have 144 players tee it up, and then we—they had that this week. Uh, Hillwood Country Club is here in the Nashville area. Um, Phenomenal, phenomenal little track. Went through some redesigns a couple of years ago. Hosted the state am probably 15 years ago that I know of. Um, some bunker renovations. Tight little golf course. Uh, still got some length to it. Uh, can always grow the rough up. Uh, the greens are always in great shape. They've got the hybrid Bermudas out there um, and, and can get those rolling really fast if you're not careful. Um, but so 144 of the best player amateurs in the state um, attack the golf course. And the course played tough. Uh, It's a four-day event if you make the cut. Um, The cut was four over for two days. Um, So 148, um, four over, par out there, par is 72 for the nine holes. So after the first two days, they cut to the top 65 players. Uh, And again, that score was four over to make the cut. From there, they repair and played over the weekend. And... Jack Crosby, uh, Jr. at Furman, uh, also playing at a Memphis Country Club, went wire to wire, leading after day one, shooting 67, following up with 68, 70, 69, shooting 14 under for the championship, uh, winning by three shots over Will Nottingham from the Witchfields Club. Uh, again, great play. Check that out. You can go to TennesseeGolfHouse.com, uh, click on the TGA site, and see how your Players did from your course. Even though Jack and William made short work of the golf course, the course did play tough. Only 28 players finishing under par for the four-day championship. So again, congrats to everybody who made it there. Um, good representing yourself and your local clubs. Moving on to the Pro Am series this week at Bluegrass Yacht and Country Club here in the midstate in Nashville. Congratulations to Chris Wheelant. Shooting 71, finishing first. Joey Hickman, friend of the show, finishing second. And Mike Aldrich, finishing third. Going to Memphis at Forest Hills. Mickey Barker, finishing first. Sean McFetridge, finishing second. Mark Zisman, finishing third. Mackenzie Mack, secretary to the section PGA, finishing fourth. And Jared Hodge, finishing fifth. Moving over to Knoxville at sentinel congratulations to dana bennett winning there moving over to the tri-cities warriors path congrats to alan finnell and bobon both shooting 70 tying for first todd foster coming in third at 71 so again great playing there guys and girls so transitioning there from the pro-am series to the Tennessee PGA Professional Championship. This is the 52nd time this event has been held. This is our big qualifier that gets the top finishers the opportunity to go to the national. And at the national, the top 20 are allowed to advance to the PGA Championship. So this is how the club pros, the teaching professionals, get themselves into the big events. Um, Coming into the event, Johan Koch from Troubadour. Had won it three years in a row. I'll kind of throw that tease right there for a second. So we had uh, right at 65 players teed up for the championship. Is a three-day event. This year it was held at Vanderbilt Legends Club on the south course here in the Franklin area. Um, I did play, so I can contest to how hard this golf course was compared to what some of these guys shot. Um, but again, course was in great shape. Greens were amazing. Rough was just thick enough that it was put a very big importance on hitting your tee ball in play. So jumping out the first day, um, Braxton Hunter shoots 67, um, has a couple shots lead over Adam Forgey and Jake Reeves. Uh, tied, I take that back, tied with Walt Chapman. So both your fairways and greens guys shooting 67, so uh, teaching – professionals battling it out there. Going into the second day, Braxton shoots a bogey-free 66 um, to take get it to nine under. He then has a four-shot lead over Mr. Johan, who shot 71-67, and Mr. Forgey, who had shot 69-69. Kind of the model of consistency there. A lot of other names making their way in the mix. Um, you had Brian Wood, Jake Reese, Bill Breen, Marshall Tim Walt Chapman, Kevin Snell, Audie Johnson um, as we go down this list. But again, lots of really good players who have qualified and made it to the Nationals before. So going into play on the second day, uh, Johan gets hot with the putter, shoots 7-under, 64, getting himself to 11. Braxton finishes in second place at 7-under. Adam Forgey finishes third at Five, and Brian Wood gets himself in there in the playoff at 3-under. So the top four, Johan, Braxton, Adam, and Brian. Congratulations qualifying getting to go to the Nationals. Uh, falling into the alternates also at 3-under was uh, Bateman, Reeves, Breen, and Talkington coming in in those uh, alternate spots. So again, took you 1-under to have a chance. Took you 3-under to make it there. Um, Again, we won't say how far down the list you have to go to find my name. I was on the second page of the leaderboard. I'm just not going to tell you how many people were on the first page. Um, Highlight of mine is I did shoot a 73 on round two, but enough about me. Let's get back to this. So Johan has now won this championship four years in a row. Johan has also qualified for the PGA Championship three times. Uh, In 2014, he was competing at Valhalla. They had the long drive contest on Wednesday. Uh, Johan played with a couple of his friends, uh, Charles Schwarzer and Louis Uthesen, and Johan finished second in the driving contest that year. So Johan definitely hits it a long ways, rolls the putter well, and plays to a very high level of competition when he has to. So congrats again there, Johan. So you can find all the results I just went over and a lot more at TennesseeGolfHouse.com, TNGolf.com. Go to the website, uh, and you can see everything there. So a couple weeks ago, I talked about how to choose the right putter, and I had a few questions come in about that, about some putters that people had seen on the Golf Channel, and I'll go ahead and dive right in. So the first one comes from Alex, and Alex is asking about the sick putter that... Bryson DeChambeau is putting with. How does it work and why is it important? So Alex, the SICK putters, which is uh, S-I-K, stands for Studying Chematics, and Bryson's actually a a, a partner in with them. Uh, What they've done is they've designed a putter face that no matter if you hit up or down with shafting on your putter, you're going to get a consistent role. So I know uh, Brad Faxon, um, great putter, always kept his hands pressed a little forward. Dave Stockton has been a great putter and putting instructor for over the years, and he's always promoted forward, shaft, lean, and impact. Gone through several studies. I remember going through one years ago with Michael Breed. Uh, he came and did a presentation for us, um, and you see Michael on the Golf Channel and on the PJ Championships and things like that as well. And Michael talks about he had hired a company that had – a putting robot, and I'm gonna steal all his information and and tell him about it later. But so he hired a company who had a putting robot and they calibrated it so that a traditional putter with four degrees aloft, which is what most manufacturers make it at, would roll this putt 25 feet. And so once the putter was calibrated, they then started changing laws. Now they did a test, Michael talks about, of every two degrees aloft, but he only gave us every four degrees because it was a significant difference. So this putt that was supposed to go 25 feet, they put a nine degree lofted putter, and it only went like 18. Then they moved down to a seven, he didn't give us results, went to the five, and it rolled out about 21, 22 feet. Again, the putter was calibrated, or the machine was calibrated on four degrees, so five only made a couple of feet difference. Moving it down to one degree aloft, the ball rolled 33 feet. Moving it down to negative three degrees aloft, the ball also rolled um, about 33 feet. So what he found is at impact, the putter needed to have somewhere between one and negative three degrees aloft. Now that was Breed's experiment that he talked about years ago. And you're seeing more and more putter companies go along the same lines. Uh, When the ping putters first came out, they had four degrees aloft. That's where the Ford press kind of developed. You've seen a lot of companies that get it down into that one, one and a half degree um, and what Bryson's company is talking about is they believe 1.5 is the ideal. And so they've designed their putter with different lofts on different parts of the face. So if you're hitting on the bottom of it, it has one degree of loft. You'd be hitting up on it slightly. That would give you about that half a degree loft to roll at one and a half. The next level of the putter face has two degrees of loft. So this, you'd be hitting it pretty square. And so it'd come out with basically no loft change. So again, about one and a half, two degrees there. And then the top sessions have three and four. And again, this is the amount of shuffling that you have. So the further you lean the shaft forward, the more you're going to hit it with the higher lofted portion. Again, consistently giving yourself that roll of one and a half. Now Bryson's using the putter. We've also seen Brendan Todd, who's been playing very well lately. Um, they have five different putter models uh, to choose from, whether it is um, mallet or blade style. But you can definitely check out their website. Just go to sick@sikputters.com. Check it out. And Alex, let me know if that helps you with your putting at all. Next question, again, lots of putter questions this week coming in from Jeff. Jeff is asking why certain players putt with certain style putters. Um, and you heard so much during the PJ Championship about Tiger switching putters. Um, and I think that's what sparked a lot of these putter questions that are coming in. So Tiger putted with a, basically a Newport-designed putter for the majority of his career. In fact, all his majors. Um, and it was just the style of putter that most people putted with. And Cameron came on board, did some amazing stuff with the technology of the metals he was using, and going from there. Now, when Tiger had taken some time off and came back to the game and moved over to Taylor Clubs... He actually putted with a little bit of a semi-mallet. It was called the Ardmore. Uh, it was a slant neck, a little bit of a, a round design with two fangs off the back. And he actually played putted really good with it, but it was just a, a putter to get his stroke back in. He moved back to his traditional Newport. The one he putted with this weekend was the same style Newport. Just had some adjustable weights on the bottom of it so he could make it lighter or heavier depending on the greens. Um... Other players that we've seen switch putters quite often would be Phil Mickelson. Now, Mickelson grew up playing with an old 8802 design, and most of you aren't going to know what this is, but it's the old Jack Nicholas, Arnold Palmer style blades of the 70s and 80s. Um, not a very forgiving putter, um, and I've got several in my bag that look just like it. But again, it's just if you're putting great, it's awesome, but if you start mishitting this thing, there's no forgiveness. Mickelson bounces back and forth between his Odyssey-designed Mickelson prototype that looks like an old 88 or 2 blade, or he goes to his number 9. And the number 9 has the same neck and face line, just has a larger semi-mallet surface on the back, so it gives him a little bit more head, a little bit more forgiveness to work out. And Mickelson, over the years, has been known to putt with one of those on thursday and then change to friday and then change back on saturday um, and he's always done it where if he feels like he's arcing the putt too much coming too many degrees into out with that little um number eight prototype that he has then he'll switch to something that's a little bit more perimeter balanced uh, like his number nine And and kind of level stroke out, and then when he gets a stroke back where he wants it, he wants to putt with that number that prototype that he has. So he's always done something like that. Um, We've seen a lot of the Rory and Jason Day and um, Dustin Johnson putting with the spider putters, Um, and the spiders are just a mallet with some external weights on the back. Um, It's gone through original spider, itsy bitsy, and across the line. Um, and and several other companies have come up with mallets, very similar in shape and design. And it really comes from the old old days of the two ball from Odyssey. Odyssey really invented that market of a big alignment aided putter and everybody else just kind of took it to two levels. Um, but what you'll see like Dustin, Dustin likes the looks of the Newport, um, designed very similar to what Tiger putted with, but he needs something that's just got a little bit more perimeter weighting so that if he miss hits it heel or toe, he still gets the same rollout, and that's where the spiders and the larger mallets come out. Um, so Jeff, the, again, the, the putter style becomes very specific to the player, what looks good in their hands, and then it's the fitter or the engineer's job to make the putter do what they want, um, and that actually spawned a new style putter from tenor this year called a truss series and, and what they did with the truss is they built a neck to give it all the perimeter weighting you want in need of a major mallet but give you the looks of the blade and it's all just at the way the shaft comes in at a center angle and all the uh, the geometry going on down there um you can definitely look those on the tenor side as well but if you're looking for if you like that blade feel but you need a little bit more of a perimeter look at a mid-mallet you can look at the truss you can look at um odyssey in the triple track um seven series or even the 10 or you can look at some of the pings uh tomcat helpers or you can look at the spider so run to your local golf shop grab a little golf course get some putts take them out on the putting green or the temporary green there and just kind of roll some putts with it and figure out what's with you but at the end of the day get fit find out what length and what line goal you need to improve your putting stroke good luck with that jeff the next question comes in from Josh, and again, it's about putter fitting and, and why I talked about it in the, in the last topic uh, on how to go through it um, and how to help choose uh, a putter. So, Josh was saying, I'd mentioned technology that I use, and how does that help in putting? So, a thing, couple things here, Josh. So, like I said, Primarily, I use the Biomech, um, and there's a sensor that we can put on your putter and easily change. It communicates the Bluetooth through our iPad, and it tells us stroke. Very accurate system, but not the Sam Putt Lab or, or the Tommy systems. And again, I've used and worked on both of them, and I find that all of them read very well. Um, the reason I like the Biomech is that we can set it up and go different putts across the board um whereas with you're dealing with the tommy or the Sam putt lab there's a a a major calibration system of getting the device set up in your alignment because it's reading all that because we're doing the bluetooth on the putter itself with a quick push of a button i can realign at any given second so you can putt from the same position in four different directions and i know what's going on so i like the simplicity and the versatility of the biomech um the Sam Putt Lab, again, is probably the, the top end, um, and I know a lot of friends who have those and, and use those, and I'll sneak over there and hit them all there, there all the time, because it does just give a little bit more information um, where you're hitting it on the face and stuff like that for consistent roll. Um, but one of the devices that we use quite often is just the, the Ping app. Um, Ping actually has a putter app um, with a device that we can put on your putter. Um, We can put our phone or iPod or whatever we have the device downloaded to and it'll actually measure your stroke and it it then makes a recommendation, do you need a straight back straight through a light arc or a heavy strong arc? Um, And using that it can isolate what style putters you need. Um, So when we go through the putting process, you know, we we dabble a little bit in both. I'm going to see which one you're able to launch consistently down the target line um, that doesn't create so much open and closed rotation. Um, but at the same time, I want to measure what your path looks like. So i make sure I'm not putting you in a perfectly faced balanced putter if you tend to like the arc and release the putter because then the putter's fighting your feel. Um, so when I do a putter fitting, I'm designing the putter to fit your stroke. So Josh, I hope that helps you out a little bit with the putting. Um, get with PGA Professional. Get with your local retail stores. They all have some type of putting software or... Um, devices that they can help you with and get your eyes over the ball correctly. Um, even using the ping, the new uh, ping putters have the adjustable lengths. They'll go from 32 to 36 inches uh, with a simple wrench. so You can dial them up and down. just got to get that line all right. So, Josh, go see somebody get work on your putting, and I hope that explains why it's important. All right, well, everybody, well, I'm excited to say that I actually got to play four rounds of golf this week, three in competition plus one um, in the practice round, so four days in a row. First time that's happened all year. I hope you're getting out there and taking advantage of this golf as well. Also getting a chance to play in the Honors Council Fire program next week, Monday and Tuesday. I'll be reporting from that one as well. Um, With a little side trip, we're going to get three days in. So I'm going to play seven days in the last 10 or 12. So it's going to be absolutely amazing. I hope you're getting out there playing as much as I am. But this is Paul Brennan with... PJ Professional Believe in Tennessee Golf here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. You also find us on your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminaire, TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com or at Believe Podcast. Also, keep sending me those questions and comments to Instagram at pbrandon21 or on Twitter at QIC underscore golf pro. Have fun, play well, hit lots of fairways. We'll talk to y'all next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.